0: Hello and welcome to the HoopBall NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is Tuesday, November 12th, and we are going to be go- going over the NBA slate for Wednesday, November 13th. It's a seven-game slate. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined with one of, if not the number one shark in the NBA DFS world, Mr. Mike Apatria,
1: how are you tonight, Mike? We're doing well. I mean, um, you know, I just will apologize ahead of the time. Uh, we're trying to, we, we've been having some technical difficulties and, you know, generally I'm recording it on my end and tonight we're having a little problems over here. So now you're recording it on your end, coach. So we do apologize. I know that we've seen in the reviews a couple of people, you know, still giving us some five stars and just saying, hey, you know, uh, audio could be a little bit better. Uh, and that's in the works. We're working on that guy. So. We are a uh, free podcast. Keep that in mind. Uh, you know, if we put the behind the paywall, we'd have all the equipment right away, but we're working on it. We're all going to be getting little upgrades soon. And uh, uh, crystal clear on the horizon coach. And I'm looking forward to it as well.
0: That sounds good, man. And, and I, uh, you know, I echo those sentiments, not echo the audio if you, if you get the gist uh, there. So there you go. Also, uh, our hoop dash ball dot com uh, original sponsor Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee company they are still uh, by our side as we march forward into the future and keep growing this thing uh, day over day so we're excited about that all right man let's dive in Uh, we are you know recording this obviously the night before Uh, we're about midway through the games on Tuesday evening uh, the exciting thing about this seven-game slate is that Wednesday is the Coach's Challenge. So we've got that $2 entry fee, max six entry, and that'll fill up pretty quick. Uh, it's being posted tonight, so I'll get that out on Twitter uh, this evening or first thing in the morning, and I expect that sucker's going to fill pretty quick. So, uh, you know, you want to join that again. It's the coaches' tip off challenge on fantasy draft and uh you win uh good cash and some really cool swag I know you're trying to get that swag Mike so maybe this is your week
1: I'm all about the swag coach so I, I like the free prizes i like the free t- shirts I'm a cheap guy i'm very simple uh my girlfriend always kinds of you know, gives me a hard time about it that I never want to buy myself new clothes. I'll wear my jeans until you can you know, see through them to the other side. So it's a, uh, it's, it's a struggle. So I like some free shirts, and that's pretty much the number one thing I'm to for. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'd put the prize pool back in there if it guaranteed me a shirt.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see, man. You, you know, you, we've got it. You and I have to beat Andrew. That's we have to make a pact that we're going to beat stinking Andrew. T- this, <laughs> we beat us. He's beat us three times in a row. You realize that?
1: Yeah, no, and even yeah, I think I got uh, I got up there a couple of times, like two weeks. I was in the top twelve. One of them, I was in like the top like six or seven. Uh, but he's always just a few spots ahead, so he's 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 crushing it. Um, I'm glad he's on our side, like I always said. But yeah, I'm with you, Coach. I th- I think for a good week, I might have to put my friendship aside with him. I'll be on the pod with him tomorrow. So, uh,
0: no, actually, tomorrow we have oh, that's, that's
1: right. A guest appearance by Miles. Miles.
0: First time, yeah,
1: that's Miles right. of
0: Smiles. Him. Tomorrow,
1: yeah. I, like the, I like the names. You, know, you, got, you got Andrew Hanson and uh-huh. uh, Miles Smiles. I like that. So, smiles. yeah, no, I'm excited. Actually, totally forgot about that. I'm so glad you reminded me. It gives me a little extra pep in my step now. I'm looking forward to doing it. Um, he's another kid, I know he, He's he's great. So, everybody that we bring on board, he's been kind of helping out with the forums a little bit over there and helping out in the back end of the DFS side at Hoopaw. Um, so really looking forward to introducing those. You there, bud? Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? Did you lose yeah. me?
0: Yeah, you just went dead for a second. But, oh. uh, yeah, so that's great. So you're with Miles tomorrow. I can't wait to hear that. That I'm excited for Miles and getting him you know, some time on air. That's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, and right now I know – it's going to be like during the coaches challenge. So I'm looking forward to breaking down. He's I'm most likely, I think he's going to be in it. I got to talk to him if he's not, I'm sure he'll be in it. So we'll be able to kind of see what his, you know, on his first podcast that he's doing with us, what his lineup looks like and why he built it. So right. you're going to get it. It's going to be fun to see on the first show. I get to kind of pick his brain a little bit and why he did a few things and I'll have him on air doing it. So he doesn't get to edit or change anything. So he can't go back. Uh, looking Uh-oh. forward to it. it's gonna be no, It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. No, pre- I, I, no
0: pressure, Miles. If you're listening, no pressure, man. I mean, the number
1: one thing <laughs> is, is I can just get him. On, I get the first crack at him, coach. So now he's immediately going to be on my side. Uh, uh, I I don't know too much about him, but I'm sure if he's under the age of like what 50, he'll probably be on my side anyway. Just with the, whatever.
0: <laughs> if he's smart, he'll stick with the coach. We know that. Now, speaking of that, our our uh, I, what a nail biter we had the other night in our chicken suit challenge huh
1: i mean my uh my guy boucher did pretty well um yeah not I mean, just quite enough brother oh uh, who'd you have you had uh you had brandon, I clark. had
0: brandon clark i beat you by a point
1: did you now
0: you didn't check it
1: oh uh, no i kind of just assumed i won it i mean i i i checked one site and i uh no, Brandon Brandon beat him by a, a stinking point. I snuck by you.
0: <laughs>
1: what are the odds of that? Oh, it uh, was so
0: close, man.
1: It what was, are the odds? I mean I know we, we are always
0: these chickens who challenge they, it's like the guys we pick take it seriously. They go right down to the wire. Hold they, on a second, if you don't coach. You a fist, like first.
1: Hold on a yeah, second, second. I'm looking at it. It was uh eleven it was eleven ten, right? That Or was, yeah, which, which slate was it?
0: Uh, It was uh
1: Sunday night. Is that right? I'm or Sunday? Or? I'll just or, give it to you because I can't read. Yeah, so I think Sunday well, night. I, I beat you night. by
0: a point. I mean, it was really, really close right down on the wire. Clark actually played less minutes, which was bizarre. And he still was able to uh, get a couple of uh, buckets there to, to overcome them. Barely. It was a great challenge, though. No yeah, doubt.
1: I, I think these. I'm looking at the, uh, you know, the box scores. I'm over here on, um, you know, on one of the uh, fancy draft, and it doesn't even show Clark playing on the 10th. But I know we made the. I know we made the bet. And then I'm looking at. I'm looking at Boucher's, Uh It shows him playing on the 10th there in his box score. So this is a All little right, bit. I'll
0: go, I'll go back and look.
1: No, I mean, now if, listen. If I'm, we're I'm, gonna,
0: I'm gonna no, 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 no. We're getting challenged on here. It was actually Monday the eleventh, dude. We did this show on Sunday for Monday slate. And I'll read you Mr. Clark's uh uh line here because it was a pretty good one. Um Mr. Brandon Clark in very short minutes it's pulling up right now. My computer's a little slow tonight. Okay, he only played seventeen minutes. Can you believe that? Six for seven from the field. That's what did it. 14 points. He had eight rebounds in 17 minutes. That's impressive. One assist, one turnover. Yeah. And your guy had a couple blocks, but you you just came up a little short on the points.
1: All right, I'll take I'll take your word. I you, you have it. I believe you.
0: I only beat you by a point, <laughs> but
1: yeah, I, I only got I,
0: 17 minutes out of Clark, which was really I, I good. just
1: looked at uh what what you know Boucher did in my lineups and I was just, you know, more than happy with it. I was satisfied with it. I was like, yeah. "All right, that's a that's a good game. I don't even need to I don't even need to check this right now." Now, Clark, Clark's
0: tough, man. He just needs more of an opportunity, but I don't know if he's going to get it cuz Triple J's playing really well all of a sudden, and he's not getting in foul trouble for the first time in his career. So go figure.
1: Yeah, no, he's playing out, and he's a guy you know me, coach. I've been mentioning Triple J all season long, and yeah. he's a guy that I love for season long leagues. Um, there are gonna be times where I'm targeting him in DFS a little bit too. What's uh, Jonas? Giannis-
0: freeze and the whole nine yards.
1: He's got the whole package. Uh, you know, bar- barring like a knee injury again, like last season, you know, knock on wood with that. He's he's gonna be explosive. He's gonna be a top, you know, 2530 player in the league at some point. He has a total package defensively. He can step out, like you said, hit the threes. I know that's something um over the summer he really wanted to put some emphasis on was shooting a few more threes. So I actually, Coach, I don't know if there was a better um segue you can you can I was do. just
0: gonna say
1: you got Memphis and Charlotte.
0: Keep going.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, so I think exactly You might as well just keep rolling right into this. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is a little underpriced. I was mentioning I'm trying to find the right games you want to target him and I think this is easily one of those games that you could look right at him. So, I'm going to stick I'm not going to go near John Morant. I'm not really going near uh Val Shunas right now. I think, you know, both those guys still on a little bit of a minutes restriction. I think, you know, Val Shunas is his is going to get lifted, but the one thing about Morant is they have a very capable point guard playing behind them with Tyus Jones. So there's real, no, there's no real reason. And we saw Tyus Jones in the last game. He closed the game out in the fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, Morant was benched in favor for him. So I'm kind of avoiding that whole situation. I'm really just looking at, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. And if you wanted to take a flyer, um, like if the money just happens to fit in your lineup and you wanted to go with, like, Jay Crowder. But I know on some sites on the, uh, across the industry, uh, right now Crowder is actually more expensive than Jaron Jackson Jr. And I'd much, 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 much prefer JJJ. Triple
0: J. Yeah, I mean, this is not the most exciting game on the slate for sure. 23rd and 27th, uh, pace wise, and, uh, you know, not, not the, the best game to target. But I, you know what I think I'm going to do here? And I mark it down on my sheet, and I think I'm going to stick with it. I think I'm going to fire up Joe Bell for the first time. He's been leaking into the upper 20s in minutes, and it seems like uh, he's starting to get it together, and Zeller's not a good defender. Uh, I think I'm going to roll out old Joe Val for the first time. What do you think of that?
1: i I, he's a like we talked about all season long he's a fantastic point per minute producer i mean even in 24 25 minutes we've seen him get up there to you know 45 50 fancy points before so i don't put it past him um am i gonna go there on the slate probably not just because of the other options that we do have and i just don't i don't know if he has that ceiling um for, especially for you, coach, you're kind of a cash game guy. I don't know if he's a good cash play. He's, so he's a he's returning.
0: a monster risk and very contrarian and very low owned, uh, you know. But I yeah, I just got a feeling he's going to bust out. I've I've watched him the last couple games. He's he's really good. I mean, he really is. If he if he can get that thirty minute mark, which he's getting close to. Man, I I just I don't see how he doesn't hit value because he's still priced really good. So I know it's a little risky, but sometimes you got to roll the dice. If you want to win the the coach's challenge, man, you can't play a bunch of cream puff, uh, chalk, you know, guys. You gotta gotta have some some stone somewhere, I guess. And why not with
1: Joe Val? You know. Hey, yeah, you're absolutely right. If you're gonna take a risk, go with a guy that's gonna have a high point per minute. Uh, and he's one of the league's highest. So I'm with you. Go for it. Uh I'm All not gonna right. knock you.
0: Excellent. I hope it works out. That's really the only guy I like from that game. You know, it's gonna be uh it's not gonna be the highest scoring game. Charlotte's not playing that great. I know Devontae Graham's been out of his mind and he certainly can jump on that, but his price has gone way up. So that makes it tough, uh, in my opinion. But I'm sure – I mean, he's not a bad play. Jaws not exactly a defensive
1: stopper.
0: So, um, you know, I could see if somebody wanted to roster him. I just don't want to spend that kind of money.
1: I'm all set with them. Yeah, no, I, I, I never really jumped on the train. I missed a few big games, and I saw a lot of people take down some GPPs because they had him. Um, so I missed the boat, but then, you know, I, I, I'm going to stay off it. It worked for me the past game, so i got to continue it. And if he burns me, he burns me. At the end of the day, we have seven games. So it's really hard to get burned by just one player.
0: I'm with you. All right. The, the second game, which is also a 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern game, uh, is going to be all about the news. You know, you got to watch the news tomorrow. Uh, check out what's being posted. Check out our Twitters. Because Philadelphia plays on a second night of a back-to-back. Uh, Simmons came back from uh, an injury for the first time tonight. Embiid played. So is he going to play tomorrow on the backside of a back-to-back? I doubt it. Uh, Horford did sit tonight. So he's going to play tomorrow. And so I'm just going to make some assumptions here. And, again, you know, you can change this tomorrow when the news breaks. But Horford's crushed every time Embiid is sat and I'm just going to make the assumption that Embiid sits, and I think Horford crushes again. I know it's against Orlando. Orlando is like the worst team to – they're so boring to watch them, and they just are not a fun team. They're slow-paced. You know, they're, they're good defensively. They're fifth in defensive efficiency, and they're actually sitting dead last now. They're the slowest team in the league. So it's hard to really, you know, play almost anybody in this game. But uh, Horford's just done so incredibly well when Embiid's sitting that uh, that's who I'm going to dial up on that side. Um, and I just don't know the, how all the other pieces are going to fall. And Orlando just does not excite me at all, especially against Philly, who's also uh, good defensively. So it's, it's going to be Horford for me. Cause I know he's going to be a good safe play tomorrow and that's it. This is probably the best avoid game of the night.
1: I'm with you on Horford. If we, if we see Embiid sit, he's going to be in pretty much, I would say about 40, 50% of my lineups. He's just a, almost like a lock and load, especially because his price went down a little bit from, you know, playing a game or two with Embiid following the suspension and then no, missing the game. So that kind of balanced that out. But uh, I'm not going to completely fade the other side. Uh, there is a guy that I do like to play in this matchup, and it's it's Nikola Vucevic. Um, I'm, we're kind of seeing him starting to break out and get, look like last season Vucevic um over the past two games both games over 50 fantasy points I think he's a little bit underpriced and you know the matchup without Embiid will benefit him yes Horford's still a good defender but he's not Embiid he's not the same size he doesn't give people the same difficulty down uh, in the paint so that's kind of something I think I, I might be uh willing to take advantage of right there in that situation I know he's I've known um to crush like crush that you know, lock button with Wusivic against Philly in the past. He just he used to play for him. He's one of those narratives I used to ride. I'm sure the hatred's not there anymore, and the game is in Orlando, but uh, I know he kind of gets up for this matchup against him.
0: Very good, very good, good take. All right, uh, third game is a 7:30 Eastern game, uh, Washington Wizards at the Boston Celtics, and you know the way Boston's playing, eight and one certainly, you know, you have to have your antenna up with, you know, could this be a blowout kind of game uh, with Washington playing so terrible, but it is hard to predict uh, blowouts, that's for sure. I caught a lot of noise on Twitter the other night for uh, calling a blowout, and then the actually the other team won, but that's cool, you know, it's it happens, and it, it, these are all NBA pros, and, you know, you've got to try to game script some things and try to anticipate uh, in order to make some calls. So, you know, this is the game I, I fear the most on the slate for a blowout, and that's just always crunching. Like, you know, t- tonight, for example, I had the Pacers just rocking and rolling. I had Sabonis and Warren in every lineup, and uh, they were and they went up 28 in the third quarter and those guys never got back in, and it just crushed me. And, I, you know, that – so it it does kill you if that does happen. Trying to figure out where it's going to happen is the toughest part. But this game scares me for that reason. I think that, uh, you know, Kemba's on a fine roll, and he gets to go against Isaiah Thomas or Ish Smith more than likely. So, you know – if the game stays within reason, Kemba's obviously a, a great play, the way he's playing. I mean, he got off to a super slow start the last game, and he still went 7-8. So, uh, you know, I have no problem if you think the game's going to stay close to playing Kemba. But after that, you know, with Boston's defense, I don't want any of the Wizards at all. Marcus Smartle clamped down on Bill and uh, – you know, I know Daniel Tice is, uh, I think, out or questionable. And so, you know, I'm not sure what they're going to do in the paint, if it's going to be a combination of Canner and Williams, but I just don't want to go there. How about
1: yeah. you? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm with you on Kemba. I mean, Kemba's a fourth-quarter guy. I, we've talked about that, I think, in the past as well. If you look at his numbers, he just is one of the best fourth-quarter you know, producers in the league. Um, and, you know, one of the other ones is in this game, and I, I'm – I got to ask you coach and I I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a little bit of interest. Isaiah Thomas playing back in TD garden. Um, you True. know, a little, that could be a little narrative. I mean, he's, he's 10k draft, yeah. So, uh, it's, it's something he played 28 minutes in the last game. So the minutes might be creeping up a little bit more. If you can break, if you're telling me I'm getting Isaiah Thomas at 5k playing 30 minutes, uh, in TD garden, I think, think I'm going to want some shares of, uh, you know, that's a game I can see him getting up for.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, sir. I mean, if, if you play narratives that's certainly a, a big one. It's just Boston's defensive scheme and they're, they're it, It's just so good. And it's like, I would think if Isaiah hits a couple of shots, they, they rotate smart over onto him and it just scares me, but I get it. I, I think, you know, you're, you're certainly have a great point there. If he wants to drop a number on somebody, he certainly wants to drop it uh, on Boston. In Boston, there's no doubt about it. But uh, you know, I don't know if I'll have the guts to do it. But maybe, maybe, maybe you you know, it'll grow on me by tomorrow. <laughs> uh, anybody else from that game? Uh, uh, not not really. Good, I would, I
1: No, I mean, and like you said, you know, Boston's defense is, especially on the perimeter, they're they're good. Um, And the only reason I would be targeting Thomas is for that narrative. And again, anytime you talk about a narrative, you don't lock button guy uh, on a narrative unless it's something like, you know, last season with Dwayne and Dirk retiring, you know, those kinds of narratives. Um, You know, a guy can do as good as he wants, but if you're having an off night shooting, you're going to have an off night shooting. So. Uh, you know, be careful. Don't don't go there. Like, I just want to you know, say that, coach, because I don't want people going, like I'm saying, it to go lock in Isaiah yeah. Thomas. It's, it's a GPP type of play. Um, if we get the news, like, leading up, beat writers, something that you see us retweet or blurb on uh, Hoop Balls blurbs, uh, where we see Thomas is playing 30 minutes, uh, starting playing at least 30 minutes, something like that, then I feel a lot more comfortable saying, yeah, you go lock him in. But there's a chance he goes out there, plays 24, 22 minutes, still gets to, like, you know, 20, 25 Fancy points, but that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for at least you know six, seven, uh, eight x returns from them.
0: Absolutely. All right. The the feature game of the night is a seven thirty Eastern game. It's the ESPN game, and it, it there is a lot of intrigue in this game. It's Clippers at Rockets. Uh, Paul George is supposedly supposed to either play tomorrow or the next game. He will be in uniform tomorrow. So we may get to see the full Clippers contingency there, which will be really uh, fun to see, especially against the Rockets uh, with their explosive offense. Now, the Rockets have taken some tough blows, though. Uh, Eric Gordon had knee surgery, minor knee surgery. He's out four to six weeks. And Kevin House took a wicked fall on his back. He's more than likely out. So they're going to be super shorthanded. And, you know, the question will be Pat Beverly coming back to Houston to guard Harden or guard Westbrook. And then, you know, with with uh, Kawhi and George possibly playing this game is just so much drama. It's unbelievable. What what do you think about this game?
1: I I love this game just for the sole reason, like you said, with Patrick Beverly going back. And first of all, this is there's so many narratives involving Beverly that it actually scares me. This seems like a kid that I can see him easily getting, like, ejected in. I know it's going to be one or the other. He's getting ejected or he's having a good game. Um, You know, he gets up into narrative uh, – I mean, narrative. He gets up into Westbrook's skin when they play each other. He's been up in his jersey plenty of games. John, Adam, both of them kind of, you know, chipped back and forth. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see something like that. But, I mean, outside of that, you know, obviously I'm not going to be playing Paul George in his first game and returning from the injury, very limited minutes. Uh, You know, Kawhi Leonard, Clippers on a back-to-back today. So they're going to play. I'm assuming they're going to play both these guys. I've seen reports saying of other beat writers saying how it made more sense to play both of them tonight instead of staggering them because at the end of the day, they want to get more experience and continuity with these two guys on the court together. So I would expect um, Leonard to be playing. And I think this would be a game that would make more sense, obviously. So if um, if he does, I feel like you can lock and load him. You feel I feel good about him in this matchup. I think he's going to have to be used a lot. I think that makes more sense. It looks like one of those higher rebounding uh, upside kind of games for him. Um, and he's probably the only player on the Clippers I'd look at. And then on the other side, I guess we got to sit here and wonder, do we play Harden or do we play Westbrook? Um, and at this point, I think it's just, it's going to be Harden for me. The scoring isn't dipping down anywhere. Westbrook's not getting these peripheral stats like I'm expecting. Um, this isn't a matchup that would be great for him if he has Beverly on him. So I, you know, that's kind of my take on it. And I, I'm going to keep rolling with it until Westbrook proves me proves me wrong. And then we have to expect some of these bench guys. So I think Austin Rivers is going to get a good amount of bench usage. We've seen Chris Clemens kind of, uh, you know, do a little bit of extra. But it's going to be Ben Macklemore starting. Uh, that's, you know, I think that's kind of already been what's, what's been anticipated. Um, mm-hmm. Not really going to touch him. I don't think he's a great point per minute. And then you got to look at the guys on the other side of the ball. It's going to be Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So I think that's kind of like a sucker value play. If you know if you absolutely need to you know go with a near minimum salary guy and it's the only way you can fit everything in your lineup to work perfectly, maybe even then, I'd probably still question it though.
0: Okay. Uh, for me, I'm, I have two lock and loads in this game, and they're not rockets. How about that? I am going to go with Lou Williams because Houston's the fastest paced team in the, in the uh, league. Um, which is, you know, amazing considering they were slow last year with Harden pounding the ball in the, into the court. But I just think this, this fits into a wide open game where Lulu could drop 35, 38 real points. And I just love him coming off the bench. And I love Montrezal Harrell. Talk about narrative Houston wouldn't play him. He rotted on their bench. He gets to come back against the Rockets and, uh, you know, I just think he crushes. I know Capella's decently defensively, but you know he plays with so much in, uh, incredible intensity. Uh, I just, I love the, I love that sort of forgotten off the bench that the Lou Will and Montrez Harrell. You know, when everybody's going to be talking about Harden, Westbrook, George, and Kawhi. So I think I got two sneaky good plays on that Clipper
1: side. What, what do you think about that? Oh, you know, I'm always, I'm always down for the Harrell Williams stack. Um, you know, it's, it, it's not going to be in a lot of my lineups, but you know, when I'm running out, you know, eight to 10 to 20 GPP lineups, um, I can get, always guarantee if these guys are on a slate in a competitive game, I'm going to have a stack of them in there. And that's the, you know, look at their correlation. I mean, do you, you look at the game? Yeah. I think it was like, what, two games ago for them, Harrell and Lou Williams. When, when one has a good game, it correlates well. The other one does have a good game. So it makes sense if you want to run like a James Harden stack on one side, you know, maybe even try to take an attempt at somebody else. Somebody's going to have to play these Gordon minutes. He hasn't been playing a lot lately. Um, right. but somebody's going to have to play them. And there's going to be extra usage to go around. And I mean, maybe the house strict- minutes as well. Yeah. and I, I, You know, at the end of the day, we could just see some of the usage trickle down to Westbrook and them both just kind of take, you know, 25 shots each and wherever the you know the rebounds and assists fall they fall it could just be completely random we don't really know um but i I'm, I'm not going to really take that approach i'm only going to be looking at probably playing one of them on this slate and i'd probably lean hard in like i said and uh yeah that's all, that's all i got i like the i like the Harold Lou Williams though coach i i mean i know andrews already on board i'm not even going to ask him i know when i do the pod <laughs> tomorrow night with him he's already going to have two or three stacks he's huge on him too oh is he really oh
0: boy and i'm trying to beat him Good night, but uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. You know, it's uh, who knows Houston, Houston may rise to the occasion, uh, you know, and George may, who knows if he's going to play. So again, this is one of those. You got to listen to the news for sure. So, all right, man. Excellent. 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 Let's see here. We have four games down three to go. So just a quick thank you to our presenting sponsor fantasy draft. Remember to get in that Coach's Challenge tomorrow. It uh, I will post that on Twitter. Our hoopball uh, uh, will post to hoop-ball.com. We'll post it as well. And, you know, go on Twitter, at, Twitter, at hoopball HoopBallFantasy. Uh, that will follow all the news tomorrow. You'll see the link there for the Coach's Challenge. You can uh, follow me at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He is at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A, and our man Andrew at Language Olympic. And then I guess tomorrow we get to add Miles' uh, Twitter handle to the the group. So that'll be cool. Um, But definitely follow us tomorrow. Watch the news that uh, a lot of shifting things. Today there were just massive amount of news. It was hard to keep up with all of it, and... Uh, it seems like guys are going down left, right, and backwards for nine games into the season. It's it's hard to believe. But, uh, yeah, definitely pay attention to that. Uh, follow everything uh, closely because, you know, it's a two-step process. We put this show out the night before so you can listen to it on the way to work or during your day tomorrow. Uh, and it helps start building, uh, you know, a base to your lineup for the day, for the evening. And then you got to follow all of that news because uh, one player can shift uh, a successful night to uh a zero night, so you've got to follow that all the way up until lock, make sure your lineups are set and secure and then uh, you know then that's the way to make some money, whether it's cash or gPP um, also you know every day when you listen to us, you can listen to us everywhere podcasts are found if you search for uh nba fantasy today nba dfs uh fantasy today any any combination we're going to come up we are getting tons of action you're going to find us on uh every, like i say anywhere podcasts are found it, it's itunes google play stitcher podbean iheart spotify youtube you name it we're there and we would ask you to just take you know 30 seconds a minute tops Rate, review, subscribe, five stars, likes, thumbs up, a couple of positive words, a comment. All of thing, those things mean a lot to us, and they mean a lot to our sponsors. The Fantasy Draft, Hawaiian Isles, Kona Coffee. We want to keep those guys happy so that we can continue to bring this free content to you on seven-day DFS basis. So we love it, man. All right, let's get on with these final three games. And we will have this coaches' challenge uh, base lineup built and ready to roll. Uh, the eight o'clock game is the San Antonio Spurs at five and five against the six and four Minnesota Timberwolves. What do you think?
1: So, you know, looking at this game on fantasy draft, looking at their pricing, and, you know, I'm looking at Lamarcus Aldridge, and I'm, I'm seeing that price tag kind of dip to a point where I'm really starting to consider playing them. Um, and it wasn't until this moment coach where I wanted to bring this up because we already passed the game where I was looking down at that price tag. And I know mm-hmm. we, we talked about this game already and it's a game that we've mentioned monitoring the news closely. And it, Ben Simmons is stupid cheap on fantasy draft, man. If he does play and he said that he's going to play his normal allotment of minutes and like, let's say in beads out and the usage gets distributed amongst more guys. Uh, yeah. I'm definitely going to have some shares of Ben Simmons. I think he's like 12, on fantasy draft. Huh. Um, that that's like that's a little bit that seems a little ridiculously low to me. Um
0: Yeah, he's a triple double waiting to happen for sure. Yeah.
1: And you don't even need a triple double. I mean, like the stat line he had tonight, it wasn't absolutely, you know, otherworldly, but you know, fifteen, five, six, but he's always good for defensive numbers too. Two steals, two blocks. Um, you know, some of the other guys I'm talking about, like I said, in that price range. We look at Lamarcus Aldridge, Isaac, Draymond Green, Aaron Gordon. Um, so, th- you know, there's, there's plenty of other guys I wouldn't mind taking a shot on, um, or I, I mean, I'd rather take a shot on him over. So, uh, I just wanted to bring that up. I know we passed it and it's something that caught my eye immediately. It stood out to me, but back to this game, oh. looking on the Spurs side, I think, like I said, I'm looking at that, that Aldridge price tag. It's kind of getting to the point where I'm going to think about it. But other than that, I'm not really touching the guard situation. Um, it's not really a matchup I want to target. And I, I'm, I just don't think that the his price tag He's still 1700 more. Than Aldridge, I think they have very similar ceilings, and that's kind of really what I'm targeting when I'm looking at these guys. I don't, I'm not really concerned about their base floor; they're mediocre. Um, so I'm, I'm not touching DeRozan. Looking at the other side, Wiggins has been balling. It's kind of hard to ignore at this point.
0: So tough.
1: He played point guard last time for him, and he's actually, you know, he's getting more assists at this, you know, this year than he ever has in his career. Uh, past four games, at least forty fantasy points in every single one, with the high side of sixty-three. So he's flashing the floor, he's flashing the ceiling. Um, is you know, are the Spurs a team that we want to target? No, but as you mentioned in the past, coach, they're not the Spurs team. They do play a little bit of a faster tempo. So yeah. I, I'm not going to say cross them off. I'm not going to say play them. I'm going to say if you you know if you want to keep riding the train, four games in a row feels like it's enough train for me. Where I don't think I'm going to go to them too much. Um, but you know, I will have like probably one or two with them just because I. I I've been sit, I've been standing back and watching this too long, and this might just be him actually breaking that wall. He's only 24 years old. It's not like the guy's peaked. It's not like we can just completely label him a bust. You know, there's the off-chance coach that Andrew Wiggins may have just gotten a little bit better at basketball.
0: Yeah, it's very possible. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, I'm glad you bring up pace in this game because, you know, people always uh, quickly fear San Antonio. But Minnesota's fourth in the league in pace. And the Spurs are 13th, which puts them in the upper half in pace, which is amazing. Nobody would guess that. But, uh, you know, that that definitely uh, has to put them in a consideration uh, for sure. And then here's the most bizarre stat. Uh, San Antonio is only 20th in defensive efficiency, and, and uh, Minnesota is 14th. Now, no one also would guess that. So – you know, San Antonio is not playing their normal uh, stellar defense as you would think. And, and, you know, that's why they've been floating around 500. But, uh, you know, I my question is news on Jeff Teague. Have you seen anything more updated on him? I know he's questionable.
1: Yeah, no, still everything I'm seeing is still questionable, still the illness. I, guess, I don't know what kind of illness he had. Uh, it's a bad one, though, so... Uh, this is, you know, I, at first my original take on this was, you know, once he plays, feel free, lock and loading him. If he gets 28 minutes at his price, he's worth it. I mean, right now I'm looking at his price, 9100. If we, if you were to tell me he's going to get 26, 28 minutes at 9100, I would love to play Jeff i I'd have no problem doing it. But it, this is a serious illness. Even if he does play, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like short, short bursts. I'm, I, I don't know. I haven't even seen much on him practicing. So that's something that maybe we can look into a little bit. If, uh, you know, if you want to give me your take on the rest of this, maybe I'll do a little background research and see if I can find anything, if if he's even practicing. Because if he's not practicing, I'm I'm not going to touch him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen any news. I actually looked on some of the beat reporter stuff earlier today with Teague, and I, I couldn't find anything other than it was questionable. And I'm actually not interested personally in, in Teague because I think he'll be limited initially. But it's that correlation of Teague, since he's been out, has really equated to the rise of Wiggins completely taking over the team. So that's my concern. If Teague remains out, Wiggins is in play for me. If Teague is back, I'm not going to play Wiggins. It's just sort of uh, that's how I'm going to bumper that call, just on the whole usage and handling the ball and and just – taking charge. Teague's a a veteran, too, so if he's in there, he's going to run the show, but uh, you know, we have to wait and see how that plays out, and then, um, you know, San Antonio, it's a pace up game for them. It's just, they're so incredibly difficult. I know I I say the same thing every show, but this is how I feel. I mean, they play five guards. I don't want to try to guess if it's going to be Murray's or White's or Forbes or Mill's or DeRozan's or, I mean, they all take turns and I, I don't particularly feel comfortable rostering any of those guys. Cause it's, it's just so difficult to figure out uh, who's going to make value and who's not. And there's been of all those guys I mentioned, they've all made value at one point. They've all been in single digits at one point. So, you know, good luck there. You're, you're playing roulette if, if uh, you think you can pick that. Um, and then, you know, Aldridge has had some good games and some bad games you know he's been somewhat consistent um you know Cat isn't exactly a great defender uh but Gorgie Jang is getting a lot of minutes off the bench and even played a little bit alongside him for a minute or a couple minutes and defensively he's pretty stout in there he causes some trouble blocks some shots bodies up and uh you know for that reason, I'm I really not interested in any Spurs. Uh, and then, you know, on the Minnesota side, uh, it's, it all has to do with that news. I think mm-hmm. Wiggins is a great play if uh, T sits. If I, not, then I'm going to consider it.
1: I don't think he, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he actually plays because from what I'm reading now, he was uh, a, he was close to being a game time decision on uh, Sunday. So <laughs> you know, he almost he almost played on Sunday. So. You know given the the couple days' rest, uh, he he could easily play. and if like I said, if he does, he also returned to practice over the weekend, so I saw that as well. So he might even be close to game shape. so now if he does play, I might mm-hmm. consider him, but um at ninety one hundred. I I would, uh, you know, he's a guy I specifically target when he comes back. I don't target a lot of guys when they come back from injury. He's a guy that I like to target when he comes back from injury. For some reason, he tends to have good games when he comes back from injury. Um, And he doesn't really have his minutes limited too much. And he's the type of guy where where we're playing him. We're not really hoping for 38 minutes out of him anyway. We'll we'll take anywhere between 28 and 30. I'd be happy with 26, uh, even 25 at this price, though. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's,
0: you know, again, a lot of it's going to depend on the news, and, and uh, we're going to have to follow this through to the end. All right, uh, we've got two more games left, two uh, late-night sweat uh, hammer games, both at 10 o'clock. The first one is the Golden State Warriors at the Los Angeles Lakers, which should be a very interesting game. You've got the Lakers, who, who as we speak right now, are uh, – In a dogfight with the Suns, it's a three-point game towards the end of the third quarter. So obviously, they're getting uh, they're going to play. They're playing very hard tonight. You know what will that mean for tomorrow? Are there guys that will sit? Um, I know uh, AD went into this game probable, but he had something sore again, like normal. So you know, does he play the back to back? Does LeBron play the back to back? Rondo just returned tonight. I, I can't imagine he's going to play two games in a row. So, you know, again, this to be a monster news game, you know, on these back-to-backs where they're playing a real competitive game. You know, Golden State defensively is terrible. However, they, they do have Draymond back, you know, which – which certainly will help, but they're dead last in defensive efficiency and it's not even close. I mean, they are dead last. And so that, that is a big concern. Um, you know, as far as the, the pace of the game goes, the Lakers are, are uh, uh, right at 21 and golden States at 13. So it's not anything that's going to be super fast. especially if some guys are sitting that could change the flow of the game. Now, The last game, Draymond Green was awful. He got thrown out of the game. It was just, you know, embarrassing to see. D'Angelo Russell going against the Lakers uh, in L.A. He's been on fire, taking a million shots. I don't see how you don't uh, dial him up. I mean, I think you got to dial him up, don't you?
1: Yeah, if you, especially if you're going to have exposure to the, you know, like if you're if you're not looking to play any LeBron or AD in this matchup, um, then I can see the reason why you're not really going to go D'Angelo. You're just kind of going to go with some ancillary pieces. I completely get it. Um, but if you're playing one of those guys, it makes complete sense to just look back on the other side of the ball, look at across the industry. He's still underpriced for what he's been doing. He's clearly absorbed all the usage um, that he can handle. I mean, yeah, we're seeing Alec Burks and some other guys score, but they're getting theirs after. They're getting like with the leftover, the trimmings that falls off the table. Um, it's is really D'Angelo Russell's team. Draymond being back does not factor into my Russell decision in any way, shape, or form. He's not a high usage guy. If anything, it'll just probably help him set up plays at the top of the key a little bit more, uh, play a little bit more off ball screens and stuff like that. So I'm I'm really on I'm on Russell as well with you because I know I'm gonna be having some shares in the LA side of the ball um And you know, transition over. Yeah, I think I'm going to be definitely monitoring that AD situation. um But if he plays, I'm looking at this price. You know, on on a few of this, a few of the industry sites, and he's too cheap. He is far too cheap. We're seeing LeBron kind of that that gap, like we're seeing over in Houston with uh, Westbrook and Harden. How it's taking place over here. And at first, in the beginning of the season, it was the opposite. It was AD yeah. that was like a grand or you know, grand and a half higher than uh, LeBron and now I'm seeing a big dip. So yes, it is a back-to-back, but if, we'll have the news. I mean, right? They do a new half-hour tip-off kind of thing, and I'm sure if they're going to rule them out, they'll do it early. They try to do it now, especially since we have just seen the Clippers get fined. Um, yeah. If that's not, if that's not another reason for Kawhi playing tonight, by the way, it's you know going to be a prime-time game on uh, you know nationally televised. Uh, you know, against the Rockets, if they send them again, they're asking to get fined. So. Uh, but yeah, so I, 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 that's kind of my thinking. If he, if he plays, I'm going to have more shares of Davis than I would LeBron, and then I'd run it back with some Russell on the other side. If I'm not playing Russell, I might take a couple stabs at Alec Burks.
0: Not bad. I you know I like this game. I you know, I'm definitely going to try to have two or three guys from this game. I think it'll be without question the highest over under. I think that you know I think these teams are going to throw some points on the board. Um, you know, I'm hoping either LeBron or Davis sit and one plays, because then it's easy. Then you automatically just play play the guy that plays. But, um, you know, it's all all going to be dependent on on how they're going to roll this out. You know, the Kuzma might be a nice play in this game as well. If he's gonna, they're gonna let him roll out back to back games. Uh, he seems. Like he's come back from his injury, he's been back a couple games playing well, uh, starting to get in the groove. Uh, you know, I think the Burks call is a good one. Uh, I love D'Angelo. I think he's gonna be a lock and load for me for sure. And I'd love to follow it up with another Laker. Uh, you know, again, let's see how some of that news rolls out. Um, but I have no problem spending up for a LeBron or an A.D. Uh, if one of them looks like they're going to be main minutes, uh, in that game. So, all right, we go to the last game of the night. Uh, it is Toronto, the Toronto Raptors at the Portland trailblazers, Toronto, finishing up a long road trip on the West coast there. Uh, you know, another interesting game, uh, what do you think on the Raptors Blazers?
1: So uh, we got my boy in this. I got to mention him. Um, I'm still going to be looking at Boucher. I think he's Bobby just
0: Boucher's a... the man. Yeah, man, man.
1: I, this kid's good. I, if you didn't see that double, that that two handed block, I did up see and that. That was off awesome. the ground. Oh, he's athletic. He's athletic as all hell. Uh, he's very talented. He's he's you know he's a little raw still, and that's his only thing. But he's not a guy that's going to force shots. He's a very smart player. Um, but he's, he's also, we're not even seeing him kind of, you know, pack the, the rebounding column and and doing the things that he was able to do in the G league. Um, and those will come. He's a great point per minute guy. So yes, his price tag has gone up a little bit and now everybody actually knows who he is after a few games, but I still would be remiss if I didn't play a little bit of my boy. Um, you know, Van Vliet obviously has been just completely smashing. I think Van Vliet and, uh, you know, Powell are both at play. Both those guys should be getting pretty solid minutes. Powell's yep. starting to creep up. He was a great value play for the first game or two that he was starting. Now he's getting to the point where we have to think about it. You know, he's not really a huge upside guy, but it seems like he's got a safe enough floor where, you know, you tell me, Coach, you're the cash game guy. Um, what do you think about him? More of a cash game just because of the floor and not the ceiling? As Which guy? Powell? Powell. Yeah. Um, you
0: know, I, I think his price is still low enough you know, he's getting mid to upper thirties in minutes. I mean, he's absorbing most of that Lowry, um, those Lowry minutes. So I think he's a very safe floor, uh, probably a good cash game fill for the, you know, for your lineup, but I think he's somewhat of a limited ceiling as well. You know, I don't know if he's going to really be a guy to take a ton of shots, but, uh, I don't mind playing him. I just think Van Bleet's just such a great play. I mean, it's so hard not to play him. Portland's backcourt is not great defensively. Uh Van Bleet's shown that you know he's just gonna log big minutes. I think that you know they, they had tonight off to, to rest up. I think he rolls out there and just has a great game. His usage is through the roof since Lowry went, went down. So, you know, I'm I'm hundred percent on the Van Bleet bandwagon and and i can see using your man powell as as a final uh piece in there to you know uh, fairly cheap to to make my roster
1: yeah that's it it's, it's like that's what i was trying to get at with him either is i don't want to try to jam him in there because at the end of the day a lot of people know he's gonna be a good value sometimes you know pivoting off of those types of players where you're jumping off at the right time while other people jump on you take advantage of that situation was my right. was my take on it yes i do think he's still a good value play but I think he's also creeping up to that point where I'm almost ready to jump off and let other people take my spot on the train. Um, I'm with you though. Van Vliet is a fantastic play. Not, they like refuse to price him up right now.
0: I know. I don't um, understand why he's not going up now. And
1: I it don't know if you've noticed, um, teams are starting to. You know, I wouldn't say I don't want to sit here and say like you know figure him out because he's still been smashing. But uh, you know they've been they've been able to kind of contain Siakam at moments during the game when I'm watching them. I, you know, I've been keeping my eye on the Raptors. I have a lot of shares of, uh, you know, Van Fleet and Siakam in my season long league. So yeah. I like to watch these guys and, you know, take away some of these massive minutes that they're getting and they're going to have to take it back. You know, he's not going to be able to play 44, 42, 39 minutes um, every night. So if we, if we do see like a 34, 35 minute night, you have to take some of these points away. Um, you're looking at, you know, a little bit wouldn't. I don't want to say like a mediocre but compared to what he's being priced at not where you want him to be it's not enough value for me so I'm I'm going to kind of stay away from Siakam and hope a lot of other people keep playing him um, until that price tag comes down just a little bit
0: yeah he's he's definitely expensive and you know I think what it is is he was always that you know third guy or whatever it was and now teams are defensively preparing strictly for him stop him he's the number one guy on the team so sometimes that's a takes a little bit of a adjustment period to you know not be the fill-in guy that you know it's running alongside of Kawhi or or Lowry but actually be the the main guy that's getting all the the big shots so yeah I mean his price is a little too high for me but uh you know he's always got the the uh, ability that he could smash at any given moment, but you know, on the Portland side, you know, I, I respect Toronto's D. You know, they're seven and three for a reason, uh, but it is a long road trip, and it's the end of the road trip. And They certainly could, you know, lay a little bit of an egg here, uh, looking to head back to Toronto. But um, you know, it—I don't—I just don't feel comfortable rostering anybody. But Lillard or McCollum really, just because of the inconsistency. I, I don't trust Whiteside and, and you know the, the wings have just been a very hit or miss. you know you again, if you want to throw a dart at a Baysmore or somebody like that, you know sometimes they pay off, sometimes they don't. but I don't see myself playing up paying up for Lillard. McCollum's still priced enough where you can mess with them and try to fit them in there. And he does have some monster games. And I do – it's just so awesome when Lillard rotates out at the six-minute mark of the first quarter and McCollum just has, like, the rest of the quarter to run the show and his his usage rate and everything he does out there. So McCollum's always tempting for me, and he is in this matchup as well. Um, So if I can find a way to fit him, I will. Van Vliet's going to make my lineup, and we'll go from there, man.
1: Yeah, so I think we, um, you know, we we kind of have the same same take on that side of the ball. I, I always love and want to play white side. It's just I never know what kind of minutes he's going to get. If you tell yeah. him he's going to get, you know, 25 plus, it's the same thing with Joel Val. They're both great point-point producers, and that's why you notice they're both like the same price tag.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: they're both very volatile, but they both have massive upside. So um, I'll probably have a couple shares of him just because, like I said, I'm a tournament guy. Um, those are the types of guys I like to target where I know he can go out there at, you know, 6% ownership and drop a 50 point game. Even if it's a back-to-back, he can do that in 25, 26 minutes with no problem. So he'd probably be one of my more like, you know, primary targets when we're talking about the priced up guys, but coach, you know, I'm a -A 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 campaign more guy. I loaded up on him tonight. I'm not really worried about the back to back with him. He's a very active. He's active all over the court, whether it's getting yeah. steals, rebounds. He's always there for he's a big three point shot guy. He's always there in the corner, waiting for a bailout pass. So I'm gonna definitely have shares of him. I think Kazonia, now that he's starting and playing the four, um, he's a guy that's again big tournament guy, very volatile, very low floor but very high ceiling. Isn't the best matchup. But I like to mention them because it wouldn't shock me if seeing him at a low owned a guy that you know broke the slate with thirty five or forty DraftKings or Fantasy Draft points.
0: Very nice, man. You know, I just realized something. The reason why my picks tonight are a little different than normal, I think mentally, when I was scouting out this slate. I was preparing for the coach's challenge (laughs) instead of preparing for my normal cash games because I want to win the damn thing so bad. So I think that's why I'm taking a little bit more risk here. So I think what I'll do is stick with my philosophy and play a few GPPs for a change and and less my cash uh, game play and, and just try to take down this damn coach's challenge. I think that might be the way to go.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know that's the kind of mindset you have to. I mean, we get a good enough amount of people in there, and now what were you like two away from filling it last time? We were, and I'm telling
0: you, now that we're just gonna we just did one this week instead of two, we're gonna fill tomorrow for sure. So get in there if you're listening. Get in there early. Uh, You know, you want to be you want to be in there and and have a run at this uh, this nice fantasy draft swag. So.
1: Oh, it's a fun slate well, it's too. Good
0: man. man. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It really is. And hopefully Miles is listening. So Miles, just remember this tomorrow when you're doing the show with the Patria. If you do really bad, the whole show gets canceled, everything crashes and burns. It's over with. So no pressure on you.
1: Uh don't <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely absolutely not. No pressure. No,
0: you have fun with a patria. If you can survive a patria host in the show, dude, you're
1: oh, yeah. you're golden from there on. Golden. I, I go off the rails every time. I, it's hard for me not to go on tangents. Like I said, I I could talk to the person, uh, you know, at the Dunkin' Donuts drive-through for 45 minutes. And some of you guys might hear Dunkin' Donuts and not know but that's a New England thing. I know, uh, you know, I don't know if do you guys have those out there in Texas. We guys? do
0: in Dallas. I love Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm a their coffee is fantastic. It's not as good as Kona, Hawaiian Islands Kona coffee, but it is second to that.
1: Oh uh, yeah, and uh, I it's it's good for like I like the little bacon, egg, and cheese wake up wraps. Those are my favorite. All I get right. those like probably like six times a week. Coffee, coach. Though I'm a little over their coffee. I don't I don't want to get what? Away. Yeah, no. I'm a big coffee guy. I mean, it's a little too bitter for me. It's not it's not quite what I'm looking. They'll for. They'll throw you I mean, out of that area if you if you. I, that's why I'm whispering out. it. I can't even say it too loud if I say it too loud <laughs> you know I know there's someone's going to be You'll end up in Alabama. Alabama. Oh and uh, you know I just just for the clarification by the way coach just because I know that we were talking about a little bit earlier. Um you know so I told you I checked the fancy draft box scores you know you can go back and you can check the you know what they did in the previous days the game logs. I yes. uh, just checked the DraftKings one so um it looks like on the DraftKings, they have them both playing 11 11, Brandon Clark and Boucher. That is, and they have Boucher outscoring Clark by a point and a half. We
0: it was FanDuel that we we took the challenge or fantasy draft, I mean, not
1: Draft Kings. Fantasy, uh, draft. I know. I'm just trying to nice go. From, try. I'm, I'm reaching. I'm reaching. I could go for a reach on that one. So it's
0: okay. It was, you know, <laughs> like I said, it was, it was very close.
1: So who are we and- take it tonight, then? That's that's what we. We need to talk about who are we taking well, i'm
0: tonight? up i'm up i don't know if i want to just for i'm off the next two days i may just want to uh, sit on the seat for a couple of days and make make you yeah in fact i am i refuse a challenge tonight uh, i want to uh, two days you're gonna have to sit there and know you're losing the 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 chicken suit challenge and you can't take me back on until wednesday
1: okay Thursday.
0: Right. thursday
1: you want to Probably. play like that? No, I'm you. not
0: I'm off Wednesday and Thursday. You don't even know what
1: day it is, coach. So it doesn't even matter. But when, when when you're next on the show, I'll just tell you that we did two in the meantime. Wow. I want them you won't even know. I just, uh, you know, I just got to talk to your nurse's aide over there. That takes exactly.
0: care
1: of you. Uh, I, yes. <laughs> have her a little something. I'm good to go. I'll figure this out.
0: It, it's all going to work out fine, and you can make fun of me as much as you want, but you're going to be wearing the chicken suit on, on live air on uh, our podcast. So you know, that's I, all. We'll see.
1: we'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, Coach, if you're wearing the suit, it's it's an improvement. I mean, you can't get mad at me. Uh, I think I think a lot of we'll get on the video. A lot of our uh, listeners will now become viewers, and they'll see the coach for you know the coach the chicken. You know, it's yeah, it's not a bad yeah. thing. man.
0: It's at least I have the lead for a couple of days here, and you get to think about it. Now, I'll beat you in the coach's challenge tomorrow, just to make you more upset. You're gonna by the time I get back with you on on Friday, I guess it is. You'll be uh, you'll be a wreck,
1: dude. I just know it. <laughs> This sounds like a broken. Right? I think you said this the past uh, the past two weeks. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But we got like you said. We got to worry about Andrew. Uh, we got that's that's priority one. He's yeah. To, so uh, yeah, I'll 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 side with my enemy right now. Yeah, uh, let's do know. that.
0: We're gonna join forces and we're both <laughs> coming after your ass, Andrew. You're going down this week. We're both gonna beat you, and uh, you know. He can talk all the noise you want. You're even, he's even taking tomorrow off. He's actually going to the Celtics game. Oh, Did you know I that? Yeah. Oh, that's I why told he's me. not going to be on the pod. He's going to be at the wizard Celtics game. So he will, I'm sure he'll have some shares of that game uh, in the coaches challenge. No doubt
1: about it. Oh, the garden's awesome. I, that, that's the, you know, I've been to the garden probably about, you know, four or five times now for, for games and, uh, it's it's one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite stadiums to go to. Uh, he's gonna have a great time. Which he told me I'm, I'm maybe about an hour and a half from it. So it would have been nice to meet Andrew up there for a nice little drink or two. Maybe I, you can get tickets up there for those kinds of games for you know, forty fifty bucks usually. Give so. him a
0: call, man. He'll be there tomorrow. Well, I got a
1: pod down, man. I can't. I can't. I gotta work. Someone's gotta man the ship around here.
0: That's, I mean, that's true. true. Yeah, you and Miles all the way to the bank tomorrow. So
1: <laughs> that's it. Now that, we, well, you know, very that we're good, dude. I was gonna say huh? now that we're introducing Miles, we're gonna to have to do a, a two versus two, you know, one of these weeks where it'd be like, you know, me and you, or me and Andrew, or me and Miles versus uh, you know, vice versa versus two other people. Add <laughs> our scores together. So add add the knowledge. scores together. You know who Miles' last name, right? It's uh you,
0: Miles Turner. He's actually sitting after the pacer, so he's gonna jump on our. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, we're going. No, off I did. We're going I off.
0: Oh, man. We, we should have closed a long time ago. We're missing the end
1: of this. What, what are we doing wanna, here? We're I just want to talk my shit once in a while, excuse my language, talk my junk, and I don't get to do it enough. And I know I'm not going to do it for the next two days. So I, I just want to squeeze. Here's, here's
0: right some right. cool news I've got
1: Bogdan
0: Bogdanovich on my team tonight in fantasy draft. And I was trailing my guy here. I'm playing him in a couple of big head to heads and bogged on at halftime. It's 49 46. He's got 31.25 fantasy points at half. And he's,
1: that's it. I loved him. He's been crushing lately. Um, absolutely crushing.
0: Yeah. With uh, Fox out now, I figured he'd get the big minutes. And right now, he's got 15 points. Four assists, to rebound, four steals at halftime.
1: He was like the amazing. the most obvious play for GPPs. It was even funny because you knew at the end of the day, everybody and their mother was going to be all over Corey Joseph at the lower salary and just. And guess what him.
0: he has at halftime? Uh,
1: he's probably, he, he's he's like one of the worst point per minute producers. Like if if you play DFS for several years, you've you've already bitten on the the Corey Joseph starting trap. Um, by now massive sucker play he's got one rebound one block
0: one turnover and no points
1: I would have never expected it being that bad though so um let's be real like I I write up I write up an article every morning I did write him up I'm I'm not going to not mention him at that salary knowing the minutes he's going to get I was expecting more or less like a you know like a 20 fancy point line which at 3,700 he would still pay off but it wouldn't be slate breaking where you needed to have him where you could really you know gain an edge by pivoting to him um, but this is bad man I didn't expect you know this kind of game crazy yeah
0: well listen here's the fun news it's 109 108 Lakers with five minutes and seven seconds left and I love the suns you know now you got t- you gotta give me just that smidgen of, of satisfaction. I have been on the suns since the very first day of the preseason talking about them turning it around and they had the dead last worst record in the west. And look what they're doing, man. I'm so proud of the Suns.
1: No, dude, they've been they've been balling out. They look like one of the best teams in the West, and they're doing it without DeAndre Ayton. Let's keep that in mind. I so. know.
0: And yeah. I remember you saying to me, your Suns, coach, you know, you, you were on me a little bit early on predicting the
1: Suns would, would do okay, but uh,
0: they're making believers out of everybody.
1: Ever, they're getting it done, and, and credit to Rubio. I mean, let's be real; he's the real key factor in a lot of this. I mean, I'll take is. out him and Baines. Yes, Baines has been absolutely balling. Baines coming in definitely helps. It definitely you know fills the void of Aiden while he's gone. But Rubio was the big key that changed this team around. And you know, How having some somebody... bench
0: Baines when that dipstick gets back. Look at Baines tonight. Seventeen points.
1: <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? Aiden wants to be a power forward. You forget.
0: That's true. That's maybe. Maybe that's. uh, Maybe it comes true finally. Form, who knows? All right, brother. Let's wrap this up. We I don't know how we we had we did such a great job staying on point and on time, and then we smoked like fifteen minutes at the end. I don't know what happened. All right, brother. Well, listen. All all sitting aside. Have a great show with Miles tomorrow. Have a great show. Uh, the day after with Andrew. Uh, Andrew, if you're listening, have, have an awesome game uh, at the Celtics. Have a blast. And best of luck tomorrow, Miles. Uh, I think I know you're going to do
1: great. So, All right, man, any last words? No, I would say uh, let's just have some fun getting the Coach's Challenge, guys. Let's do it. Let's go. All
0: right, we thank you for joining us for another episode of HoopBall NBA DFS today for my man, Mike Patria. For Mr. Andrew Hansen and for our fourth wheel now, Mr. Miles, I am Coach. We will catch you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in NBA DFS. Take care, guys. Okay. Let's see here. Okay. We got it, man.
1: All righty. I will uh,
0: send it on to Dan.
1: All righty, brother. Well, you have a good night. Uh, go check your sweats. I'm gonna go check mine because uh, I didn't see Bogdanovich was crushing it, and I had a Oh, time. he's killing it! I think I must have came close to 100% locking in Bogdanovich and uh, Baysmore. So those were those were in my like my shooting guard and guards in my uh, small forward spot. Those two guys pretty much simultaneously, in almost every single one. So I'm oh, glad it. to be seeing good games from them.
0: Yeah, no doubt. All right, dude, you take it easy. We did like an hour exactly, so that's not bad. Nah, nah, that's fine.
1: All right, brother, you have a good night. I'll talk to you. You, too. you.
0: Take it easy, bud.